0: Travelling across time and space with the Doctor would be an absolute blast. Who wouldn't accept an invitation to board the TARDIS? If you ever find yourself in that enviable position though, you should probably take a second or two to think about the possible negative outcomes of your journey. Violent death, complicated time paradoxes, having your memories wiped, all of these things could happen. And as amazing and mind-blowing as the Doctor Who universe can be, it also has a dark side. For proof of that, just look at the countless horrific fates that have befallen various characters over the years. Some of the things that have happened to these poor souls are so grim, they probably would have chosen a quick and easy death if they knew what the universe had in store for them. My name is Rich, welcome to Who Culture, and these are 10 horrific fates suffered by Doctor Who characters. Number 10, Kislet's entire adult life is wiped from her mind, The Bells of St. John. While this one might not seem as bad as the rest because there's no death or physical pain involved, it's still a really traumatic thing to happen to a person. The Bells of St. John is a weird episode in which innocent people get sucked inside the Wi-Fi and trapped, a sinister operation that is led by Miss Kislet, who in turn serves an even higher authority called the Great Intelligence. Technically though, Kislet isn't actually serving the Great Intelligence. She's being controlled by it, a fact that she isn't actually fully aware of. But at the end of the episode, Kislet is freed from the Great Intelligence's grasp after the Doctor intervenes, and the true nature of the connection to her boss is made disturbingly clear. It turns out the Great Intelligence began manipulating her when she was just a little girl. So when she's finally freed, she becomes that little girl once again. Her first line after the Great Intelligence leaves is, where are my mummy and daddy? Because the last thing she remembers is her parents leaving when she was a child. I'm my mommy. It's really sad to watch because it means that her entire Adult life has been a lie. Number 9. The cult of Scarrow sucks out Dr. Singh's brains. Doomsday. Working for an organisation like Torchwood would be a really exciting job, simply because you'd be one of the first people to know about any alien activity on Earth. But on the downside, you'd also be directly in the line of fire if those aliens turn out to be hostile, which in Doctor Who, they usually are. And Doctor Singh certainly found that out the hard way in the Series 2 finale Doomsday. After spending the previous episode trying to work out the nature of the mysterious sphere, Singh got his answers when it opened up to reveal the Cult of Skaro, a group of Daleks considered to be more elite than the rest of their species. Basically, if normal Daleks are the Sunday League football, then the Cult of Skaro is the Premiership. The Daleks order Singh to kneel and, in order to learn more information about the Earth and its history, they put their plungers on his head and remove that information directly from his brain like a vacuum cleaner sucking up dust. Sing's screams of pain make it pretty clear that this is a nasty way to go, as does his charred, dried out corpse that we see when the process is complete. Number 8. The Praxius Victims. Praxeus. Trapped within a pretty underwhelming episode of the most recent series was this terrific bit of effects work, the Praxius infection. A pathogen that targets the microplastics lurking inside human bodies, the victims who were unlucky enough to contract Praxius found parts of their skin almost crystallizing, turning pale, bumpy and cracked, and with no way to stop it. As the infection spread, the victims grew increasingly uncomfortable and appeared to be in great pain, before finally exploding into clouds of dust. From a visual standpoint, Praxeus almost looked like a simple case of dry skin, only a thousand times worse. Basing the design of the infection on a condition that we've all experienced at some point in our lives made it feel that little bit scarier, that little bit more off-putting, actually. Unlike dry skin, though, moisturiser would not have helped in the slightest. Number 7. The doctor confronts the family of blood. The family of blood. We've all seen the Doctor get angry, but rarely have we seen him get this angry. After spending the entirety of Series 3's 2 parts of Human Nature and the Family of Blood attempting to evade the titular family, the Doctor is ultimately forced to confront them in order to put an end to their quest for immortality. In doing so, he gives them that immortality they so desperately crave, only with a dark, dark twist. He wraps the father in unbreakable chains made from a dwarf star alloy and imprisons him, he throws the mother into an event horizon, he traps the daughter inside every mirror in existence, and he suspends the son in time, dressing him as a scarecrow and locking him in place in the middle of a field. So yeah, the family got their immortality in the end, but on reflection, they probably wish they'd just left the doctor alone. Number 6. The entire human race turned into robotic killing machines, Last of the Time Lords The Master's personal hench bots, we first meet the Toclophane in Series 3's The Sound of Drums, where all we really learn about them is that they're billions in number, and they're very adept at murdering people with an assortment of lasers and blades. The uninspired spherical design and lack of a compelling motivation made them a serviceable villain at best, but everything changed in a follow-up episode, Last of the Time Lords, where, in a shocking twist, we learn the truth behind their creation. The supposedly alien Toclophane actually human beings from billions of years in the future, with their heads stuffed inside metal balls reduced to nothing but wires and machinery. The toclothane were what became the last of humanity. The saddest thing about this fate is that these future humans thought they were all headed to a paradise called Utopia, but what waited for them was the darkness and a cold metal shell. How very depressing. 5. Bill Potts is shot in the chest and converted. World enough and time. Plenty of Doctor Who characters have been turned into Cybermen in the past, but none of it harder than the case of Bill Potts. Like every other companion before her, she trusted the Doctor implicitly, believing that he would always save the day and get everyone out unscathed. So when that gun went bang in World Enough in Time, and the camera panned down to reveal a black, charred hole in Bill's chest, it was truly shocking for both us and the characters. And just when it looked like things couldn't get any worse, they did. Bill was taken away by some mysterious figures dressed in white, and at the end of the episode we'd learn that she'd be converted into a Mondasian Cyberman. A shot follows that pushes inside her cyber eye hole to show the real Bill, a single tear leaking from the corner of her eye. It really hits home that this is a terrified human person who's been operated on and stuffed inside this creepy looking machine. Number 4. Amy Pond is left for dead by The Doctor, The Girl Who Waited. In a scenario we can all relate to a lot more than we could a year ago, the 11th Doctor episode, The Girl Who Waited, finds the TARDIS trio of Amy, Rory, and The Doctor landing on a planet that is under quarantine due to a viral outbreak. And if that wasn't bad enough to start an adventure, things decline once again when Amy accidentally traps herself in a faster time stream, and when The Rory and Doctor eventually track her down, it's revealed that she's been stuck fending for herself for a whopping 36 years. 36 years of complete and utter loneliness, a feeling like she'd been abandoned by her husband and her imaginary best friend. The Doctor and Rory didn't mean to do this to her, but it's heartbreaking when you look at it from Amy's point of view. And hell, her suffering wasn't yet over. The Doctor tells her that she can board the TARDIS and leave the planet for good, but at the very last second, he shuts the door and leaves her to be killed by the handbots. Dick move. The most tragic thing about this is that, in the end, Amy accepted her death without a struggle. The emotional trauma of being left behind for nearly four decades, plus the added weight of the Doctor's final betrayal, clearly made her long for the end. Number 3, Ursula Blake becomes a concrete slab, Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters is hardly a fan favourite, but it does have its strong points. It's one of the few episodes where we get to spend some quality time with super mum Jackie Tyler, and Peter Kay, before becoming the Absorbaloff does provide a few chuckles. But because the episode is so divisive and a lot of people tend to dismiss it outright, it's often overlooked that the character Ursula Blake suffers a rather horrible fate come the end of the story, and it doesn't help that said fate is played for laughs, which diminishes the horror factor substantially. After being Being sucked inside the Absorbaloff's body, which would be bad enough by itself, Ursula herself ends up being absorbed into concrete after the Absorbaloff is melted down into a gooey puddle of liquid. She then has to live the rest of her life with no arms, legs, or body. She is just a face. A face attached to a piece of stone. And it gets worse. Her boyfriend Elton's remark, we've even got a bit of a love life, indicates that Ursula performs oral sex acts on him while she's stuck to a concrete slab. Okay, we're thinking about this too much. Moving on. Number 2. Diagoras is swallowed alive by Dalek Sek. Daleks in Manhattan. Remember that scene in Peter Jackson's King Kong where Andy Serkis is eaten alive by those worm things? This is a little bit like that. In Series 3's Daleks in Manhattan, the Daleks were on their last legs, and with only a handful of them left standing, Dalek Sek decided that he and his race must evolve in order to survive. But the path he decided on was an unusual one for a Dalek. These creatures hate everything that isn't their own race. So the fact that Sek intended to combine human and Dalek DNA to spawn a brand new breed of Daleks was definitely interesting. Consequently, a human test subject was needed, and since there were no willing volunteers, Sek had to force someone to merge with him, enter Mr. Diagoras. This episode makes it clear that Diagoras is someone you're not meant to like. In almost all of his scenes, he's rude, arrogant, or both. But it was hard not to feel at least a little bit sorry for him when Sek opened up his casing, wrapped his tentacles around Diagoras, and sucked him inside his body in one big gulp. Just to make things even more horrific, Diagoras was conscious throughout this entire process. So, how long was he alive trapped inside Sek's belly? Was he partially digested? Did he feel any pain? The unseen effects here are nightmarish to consider. Number 1. Halpin turns into an Ood, planet of the Ood Even though the Ood are normally a peaceful race, they do look rather disgusting. With the long, spaghetti-like strings of flesh dangling from their faces, their narrow, slanted eyes, and their slimy bald heads, they're an unsettling sight to behold. But still, they're loyal, helpful, and generally quite harmless if you treat them with respect. And corporate sleazebag Halpin definitely did not treat them with respect. The head of a company that enslaved the Ood and treated them like cattle, Halpin's disregard for ood kaid came back to him to bite him on the ass, when Ood Sigma decided to gradually poison him with a tonic that turned him into one of the very creatures he had mistreated for so long. The transformation is pretty gross, to say the least. Halpin's hair falls out in tufts before his scalp peels away, revealing the veiny and off-color head of an Ood lurking underneath. A bunch of Ood tentacles then fall out of his mouth like Vomit, completing the transformation in a sickening fashion. It's a surprisingly disgusting sequence that still holds up today as one of the most shocking character fates we've ever seen in Doctor Who. ACAS powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.